Nonstop Rock Talk with Tyson Bryden. Welcome to Nonstop Rock Talk. This is your host, Tyson Bryden. Today, I'm very happy to welcome back solo artist Jeff Carlson to the show. Jeff, welcome, and how's it going? Thank you, brother. I'm great, Tyson. Thanks for having me, man. No problem, man. And you're in sunny Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's actually, you know what, being up in Canada, it's actually the last few days, it, we finally got warmth. Like, it's finally warm. <laughs> nice, nice. And, and the thing in Canada, I don't know if you've ever been up here, but it's like you go from October all the way to, like, April, and by April you're hoping that maybe it's going to be early, that spring's right. going to be early. And then when it doesn't happen, everybody gets pissed off. And everybody's like, wow, is it supposed to be hot? <laughs> but you know it's not, because it's not until late May that it actually starts to get nice. It's kind of right. funny. But that's just us as Canadians, right? So, <laughs> so it's funny. Uh, your name came up last week in an interview I did with JT Lux. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I think he's awesome. Yeah, he is him. awesome. And we were discussing Frank Hannon, and uh, he kind of mentioned, and I totally forgot this, that you did a show with JT and Frank last year. I was did. It? Yeah. It was 19, actually. It was, it was uh, November of 19. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. and, and you know what? Last year seems like because of COVID, it seems. Right. <laughs> it seems I know. <laughs> right. <laughs> Big old blur. I know. Exactly. It's like it's like yeah, um, yeah. There were shows a year ago, but it's it's usually 2019 because we've all been in this like state of waiting, right? Exactly. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. So, like I said, it was a year ago that we spoke. Uh, we we're starting the whole COVID thing. A year later, it's kind of still here. We're just kind of on the back burner in Canada. Yeah. I think you guys are a little bit ahead of us in terms of vaccinations and things opening. Um, where I live, we're still, we're in a lockdown still. Ah, jeez, I'm sorry, brother. Yeah, so. Yeah. June 2nd, I just got vaccinated. Good, man. <laughs> I've been vaccinated. I did get yeah. vaccinated, which is, you know. But uh, we've still got a bit of a ways to go. Yeah, June 2nd, yeah. we're supposed to be out of this lockdown. But, but I think our numbers are getting better, and uh, people being in, like, ICU is really going down. So that means Thank that, God. Yeah, exactly. So it's all good. So tell me, in that year, what have you been up to? Possibly working on a new album? Oh, yeah. We... we uh we were going to start off yesterday's gone. Um, originally, we were going to call it Liquid Sky, but then I threw out a few song titles to some different people, and we decided we'd go with uh, Yesterday's Gone. And originally, it was going to be an EP, and we decided to make it a full-length record since we didn't have any dates booked. I mean, we, last time we played was February 29th, leap year <laughs> of oh, 2020. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And that was with Dizzy Pearl's Love Hated. Counts fans here in Vegas. That was a lot of fun. That's cool. But um, we just decided, you know, let's let's really put the time and energy into making this the best it can possibly. Not that we don't every time we record, but we really took the time to do some a lot of detail work to uh, to make sure that we had everything we wanted to do in each song. You know, right? And I'm real happy with how it came out, man. I'm real proud of my guys. And Brandon Wolf, our producer, Robbie's son, he produced it. His brother Jeremy helped out with uh, some of the harmonies and 
man, I thought I think it came out really, really good. I'm real happy with it. It's, it's and the a, label is too, <laughs> so that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah it, it's it, like I was saying before we started. I was like, it's heavy. There's like some yeah, heavy okay. stuff on there, and yeah. that drummer man, he is good. <laughs> Todd's amazing. He, he can play. <laughs> Man, like his, I, 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 no kidding. And I mean, his kick drum is just like right there. Oh, yeah. He's, he's all that in a bag of chips. <laughs> I can't imagine what that is playing with him live. Like, you're probably just oh, like, we've got so, oh, dude, we've got so much energy. I mean, it, it is truly an honor to play with Todd and Corey and, and Robbie, all three of them. I mean, this is like my dream band, you know? Yeah. Um, this is real. I'm, I'm really, really lucky to have these guys. I'm so thankful, man. It's cool. And, uh, and I mean, it shows on the album how good the band is. Because it sounds you. tight. It, sound, it yeah. sounds tight as hell. Yeah. Well, knock, on, knock on wood, Corey and Todd have played before in a different band. Um, and uh, so, you know, we all basically put the time into writing and arranged well some of these songs we already had written and we just basically the four of us sat down because we all lived here in las vegas so knock on wood we didn't have to worry about sending files over the computer or anything like that so we just basically rehearsed and woodshedded and made it what it was you know so we're real happy with how it came out and the first video is uh from yesterday's gone is entitled fire and I was kind of curious about that. You guys were able to do a video during COVID. And it looks yeah. cool. It looks really cool. Cause Thank you. You guys are in a live setting, but it kind of it looks like it's in a warehouse and there's smoke and it just it yeah. looks really awesome. Thank you. Yeah, we, um, we rented an old warehouse on the other side of Vegas from where, we, from where I live. And um, we had uh, Charles uh, Henry... Uh, he was our, our guy that did it here locally. And, um, you know, it was just old grungy warehouse. <laughs> I mean, you know, and, uh, I think it came out really cool. You know what I mean? So, I mean, yeah, that's the hard part is not filming the video in, the, if, you know, in the same place he did other videos at. So you got to be real selective of <laughs> where you film because you want it to, um, to be different every time, you yeah. know. Yeah. No, it looks it looks really good. Thank um, you, brother. But like filming a video during the whole thing, like were you able to have a full crew? Like were they able to like, or did was it like minimal the amount of people that were there? Well, it was the it was the uh, it was me, Corey. It was the four of us plus my wife Laura. She was there um, for me, and uh, Corey's wife Rita. She was there. Um, Robbie and Todd uh, were there. They didn't. They didn't bring anybody. But Charles had an assistant, and that was it. It was real yeah. small. You know, he's real good at editing and and uh, you know ideas, and he, he's real good at what he does. So I was real happy with it. That's cool. Now uh, you did mention your wife, and apparently you wrote this song about your wife. Yeah, uh, possibly, yeah, you know, and um, it and and I like that line because it says um, you give me a fire. So I'm assuming it's about her in a good way. It is, yeah. It, it, 
Sometimes it's, it's <laughs> I get into trouble, you know, and it, <laughs> so I got to be careful. I know. Yeah. That's why I said that, because we've all been there, right? <laughs> right. Oh, I'm there on a daily basis. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, try yeah. not to be, but, you know. It, <laughs> well, we all try not to be, but it's just, you know, know, it just happens. <laughs> we can't exactly. help it. We're men, they're women, and, you know. Exactly. <laughs> so um guilt is your weapon that one crushes it's so in your thank face. you um thank you you know uh that it can be so many things in life you know uh so many people use guilt in that way and i mean is it safe to assume that the title is what it says it is yes um i did some therapy on that song writing it you know it was very therapeutic you know i i um I, I don't like to talk ill about my, my family or anything like that, but there was some long time standing issues that I had with my father that, uh, of my upbringing that I kind of put in that song. And that's what the, that's what that song kind of derives from, you know? So, I mean, you know, it isn't that, um, I'm trying to sound you know, negative in any shape, way, or form, but I think it's real important to be honest about your feelings because anybody can translate that into whomever, you know, of any kind of relationship. But that's honestly where that came from. And it was cathartic for me to really sit down and, and deal with some issues, um, you know, because I lost him in January of 20. And there were some unresolved issues there, but um, again, it wasn't like I was purposely trying to talk bad about anything, but I had to get out how I felt about certain things, and I think it worked. I, I, I think it came out. I'm real proud of it, man. I really am. Yeah, that's very good. Um, and you know in some parts I hear kind of an Aussie approach in your melodies. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, I love Ozzy. He's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's Ozzy. It's Ozzy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? It's a similar tone-ish, you know. I mean, kind of. I'm not quite so, you know, Ozzy-ish, but I try to... I try to put my own spin on it too, you know. Yeah, I so. think it was. I think it's just that you know how he phrases certain things and sure, you know mm -hmm. what I mean. And sometimes you know, people as your influences, you sometimes you don't even realize it. You may do what they do, right? Right, exactly. And That's I find true. I find myself as a guitar player sometimes I will be listening to a song and I'll go. Hey, I kind of, I think I kind of <laughs> stole that from somebody because, oh, yeah. because, and then you don't even realize it, right? Because yeah, that's muscle just, memory. <laughs> exactly. That's right. And it, it was funny. And just, and speaking of that, I just had Robin McCauley on about two weeks ago. Oh, awesome. I love him, man. He's so great. Oh, oh I know. Great. He's amazing. But it was, oh. it was funny because on his new album, the guitar player sounds like George Lynch. Mm -hmm. And George Lynch actually phoned Jeff Pilson and said to Jeff Pilson, did you produce this album? Because it mm -hmm. sounds like Doc. <laughs> but he didn't even produce it. It was just this the guy who played guitar. He's an Italian guy. He's uh, such a huge Lynch fan that everything, oh, wow. the way he played sounded like George Lynch. Yeah, well, that's a compliment. You know, I mean, a lot of players, especially from that genre, they had they a lot of players sound like George, you know. Yeah. I mean, George is a hugely influential player. So yeah, exactly. And then, and, but it's funny because George doesn't even sound like George from the eighties. Now he's a totally he doesn't he doesn't play. 
he doesn't play the same solo twice. No. <laughs> he never has. No, he doesn't. But he's just a different... I mean, the new End Machine album is like... Oh, it's, it's killer. It yeah. is killer. It is. It, it, but he doesn't sound like George from Dawkins. He sounds like George nope. in 2021, right? Which, yeah. Which I think as a guitar player is pretty amazing. Oh, yeah. It is. He, that's, yeah, that's just from him playing constantly and growing, you know, as a, yeah. as a player. Yeah, and I and I mean I love his playing, but I I love seeing I love seeing a guy evolve too. Me too, brother. Yeah. So the title track yesterday's gone. Love that open hi hat too, and the oh, that awesome. sounds so killer. Thank you. Um, and the production, and you did mention the production, and yeah, I mean you've got to be happy with that production because it, it sounds. It sounds very full. It's wide open. You can, I mean, you hear all the separation of the instrumentation sure. and whatnot. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, that's the thing. I think it's important to have whoever produces your album be very conscientious of bringing out the best tones, what you're looking for as an artist. And see, the good thing about Brandon is, one, he's young, and he knows what's, I don't want to say in, but he knows what's current, I guess, the, yeah. as far as production goes. And um, he also grew up with us. I mean, he he's heard some of these songs since a little kid. So it's it's a trip, yeah. Because I mean, so he he knows what we're trying to accomplish as far as sound goes and and production ideas, you know. So that's a plus, man. It really is. You know, and and which brings me to over my shoulder. It's it's heavy, but amazingly melodic. And I love that. It's funny because there's so much heavy music, but I always end up, there's a lot of it I don't like because I can't get past the vocal. Yeah. It's just, it's just not appealing to me. And no, like I use uh, Five Finger Death Punch as an example, and no disrespect to them. But yeah. the songs where he really sings, I love it. But then there's right. other ones I just can't, I just don't understand. So what I found amazing about uh, that song in particular was the fact that the, the musicianship and it sounds modern but your voice is so melodic that it really meshes very well thank you yeah that's honestly what that is is a combination I had that song written um, years ago probably in 2010 I wrote that song and the demo version of it there's some there was the original riffs were similar to what, one of my first singles Screaming Inside so we decided to, to change and update the the uh, structure of it. And Robbie came in with a really cool riff, that dum bum bana that and the whole the very beginning riff, you know, that's all Robbie, man. He came up with that. So um, we just basically took my chorus idea, um, my verses and my pre chorus and we rewrote the song with his riffs in it which actually worked out great. So that's a perfect example of him and I meeting in the minds, basically, you know, together we're a hell of a, hell of a songwriter. <laughs> I yeah, was I know. A hell of a guy. No, really. We're, I mean, that song is really cool. So I really, <laughs> like, really like that song. Now, Promise the Moon, the moon sorry, mm -hmm. uh, changes the vibe a little bit, but, but yeah. it still flows. Everything's still flowing as an album should. And I listen to the lyrics, and then I'm thinking, I think in the first verse, I'm thinking about, because I read also something along the lines that, you know, like you had, as you were writing, COVID was going on, and maybe you had some feelings on that, um, about the whole situation. But then as I listen more, it seems that I may be off on that. Can you kind of give me an idea of what you were going for on that track? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, that song was originally written in two, 1992. Wow. Um, and I had a band at the time called China Blue back in Springfield, Missouri, where I'm originally from. And my guitar player at the time, uh, he uh, had a, a breakup he was going through. And basically, uh, we basically uh, wrote the song together, um, all four of us in the band at that time. So basically, th th those lyrics are taken from his breakup. And I basically had it all these years, and I always wanted to do it because I think it had some really great potential. And so we basically reformatted the structure and, and updated it for today's production. And that's, that's, the, story, that's the backstory behind that. That's a cool tune, too. Thanks, man. No. Enemy Within and yesterday, yesterday's gone and Enemy Within both are, are kind of with COVID and political and all that, you know, going on right now. That Those are aimed at that. Yeah, okay. Now, American Dream, which I, I think that has a little bit like where it starts off a little bit more of a classic vibe, but those drums are still, they're heavy. And, the, and that kick drum's just like right there. And... I kind of like the premise of this one, and I'm really interested to hear what you have to say about it, because, I mean, I could say the same thing in Canada. For me, it's it's not the people, it's the political forum sometimes right. that really disappoints me. Um, right. And it's funny, I, I was thinking back to it as I was listening to that song, I was remembering Peace Cells by Megadeth, and it's that line that says, it's still we the people, right? Mm -hmm. And that, you know, and that kind of got me thinking about that. And I always loved that portion of the song um, from P-Cell. So I'm not exactly sure what your take on it is, but I'm kind of interested to hear what you have to say about it. Well, that's I can't take credit for that song. That's actually Robbie's song. He wrote that from uh, front to back. And it was written basically about the issues. You know, I'm, we're not a political band, so... You know, I don't really try to say my personal views in the public yeah. forum because at this point, I don't think I want to uh, offend anyone to lose an audience, you know? Yeah. And, it's, and I'm not here to tell anybody how to, how to think or what to, what to, you know, how to be or, or anything like that. It, it kind of irks me a little bit when I see these, you know, people like Lady Gaga or... or Johnny Depp or who you know Madonna, all these people um, being disrespectful to the office of the presidency. You know, um, you know Johnny Depp came out and he was just like, "When's the last time?" You know, when Trump was in office, when's the last time a president was shot in office? You know, stupid shit like oh, that. That's yeah, kinda, oh, that's yeah. And harsh. Madonna, she was like, "When's the last time?" Or has has anyone ever thought about blowing up the White House? You know, and it's just like. What? What's the why? Yeah. I shut the fuck up, you know. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I agree. I mean, you know, yeah. But I think you know, as an artist, you have a right to voice your thoughts and your feelings, um, but you don't have a right to tell people how to live their lives. And I don't think I should be criticized how I feel from anybody, mm -hmm. as far as my own personal thoughts, you know. Um, and. Um, yeah, man. I, I I think we worked that song up, but we restructured it a little bit um, and made we rewrote a new chorus for it. And um, we we're real happy with how it came out. I think, you know, at the end of the day, I'm proud of it. You know, I really am proud of it, of, of uh, everything about it. Cool. Now, 
This one is interesting. La Duda. <laughs> La Duda, yeah. La Duda, is that what it is? Okay. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I was listening to it, and I'm trying to to capture something in it that gave me an indication as to why that was the title. I'm like, okay, I'm listening, I'm listening, I'm like, okay, there's got to be something in here. So I was kind of curious about that one. You know, you think that's an original? Oh, is it not an original? Oh, I don't know it. Oh, <laughs> no, this is that's a Journey remake. That song was I on have. Steve. Yeah, that was on the Infinity Records with Steve Perry when he first came out with when he first joined Journey in 1978. The first album. Um, yeah, I've never heard Steve that Perry. album. Oh, jeez, mm-hmm. I better go back and do my homework. That's <laughs> all good, man. <laughs> well, he hits this obnoxiously high note at the end, and I'm like, "There's no way, I'm not doing that." <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna throw harmonies in there. <laughs> I think cool. it was cool because we made it our own more, you know. Yeah. I mean, I think covers are cool if you can do justice to them and give the essence of what the song is about, uh, as far as uh, uh, production and, and performance wise. Yeah, but it's cool too to to put your own spin on it without losing that. I think that's what I always tried to do, especially like with Jukebox Heroes. Who I think we did that too pretty well. Yeah, that was a good. That was very good. That was well done. Thank and you. I'm sorry that I did not. I mean, I've. I don't think I've ever heard that album. To be honest with you, which one? The Journey, the Journey album. Yeah. Well, that's the one that has Wheel in the Sky and Lights on. Yeah. Okay. On See, I have I, I have greatest hits on CD. But I have Escape on vinyl. I think that's the only one I have on vinyl is Escape. Uh-huh. Um, I'm a Journey fan, but I don't think I'm a huge Journey fan. You know, I'm probably like... It's got some, it's got some great stuff, man. I'm I'll telling you, that, that, that record, it's, it's really... Um, it's very... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Very well written. I mean, all their stuff is. But it's, it's got more um, feel in it. And so it's, it's not so commercial. But yet, it's still really cool on certain things, you know, songs. Yeah, and and that's funny. I mean, you mentioned about Journey and being commercial because they kind of went as they went along. Right. They got more commercial. Right. Like I'm Frontiers from, is still my favorite album. I love Frontiers, man. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever heard that album. I mean, it it's got uh, faithfully on it and uh, separate ways. But other than that, they've got some really cool deep tracks on that album. That's just punch you in the face rock man that's just kick ass and that's before perry lost his uh range and he still had some grit in his voice and he sounded killer on that record i have to check that out i got oh, yeah. i have to do some more homework i mean i'm a fan <laughs> i love i mean i love neil sean's playing but oh yeah i mean i think the the biggest extent of me listening to neil sean is on the hardline album oh that's a great record yeah and i love his playing on that record yeah He's amazing. <laughs> and, and he's like, and I think with that band, it gave him the freedom to have a little bit more edge. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Where he was, oh, yeah. you know, they, they rocked out pretty hard. And that was, uh, I mean, I'm surprised that album didn't do as well as it probably could have. But it was, I mean, it was 1992 as well. So. Yeah. Well, and I mean, unless he did, you know, the only other super commercial uh, successful thing he did that, that I that I can think of is uh, uh, English. With, yeah with John Waite you know Dean Castronova yeah. I mean but I saw them with White Snake 
on the uh, slip of the tongue tour, man. That was a great wow. show. Holy shit. <laughs> that would have been awesome. That would be yeah. great, man. I mean, seeing Steve I, Adrian Vandenberg, and Neil Sean all on the same show. Dude, it was killer. John Waite was great, too. I mean, yeah, it was a killer show. <laughs> I actually, I saw John Waite at a casino, like a casino here, uh, going uh -huh. probably 10, 15 years ago. He was awesome. Like he, oh yeah, I mean you go heard. through his catalog, the babies, his oh, yeah. stuff, bad English. Like it was, he was badass. Oh yeah, we're thinking about remaking uh, Midnight Rendezvous. That's a great song. That's cool. we used to do Head First too. That's a that's a really cool song too. That's awesome. I um I think I went back after and bought a baby CD, but I haven't listened to it a whole lot. I don't know a whole, whole lot of their their catalog either. Right, and I admit it. I own a lot of albums and a lot of CDs, but it's just, I, th I think maybe that Journey stuff and the Baby stuff, maybe it was just, a, I just wasn't in, I don't even know how to put it, probably not into that, mel that melodic, I don't know. Right, I get you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, uh, but I like Night Ranger. Like, I like oh, them a lot, too. Like, you know what so I mean? Great. So We were just rocking out to the first two albums, man. The other, oh, the other they're day. so good, man. Oh, my God. I've seen them a couple times, and they're just, they never, they never disappoint, man. They're just, wow. I saw them in um, uh, 2016 in Coney Island with the Romantics and Rick Springfield. Oh, dude, Rick's amazing live. Oh, he was awesome, man. He was so good. He kick ass. Yeah, he was so good. He was. <laughs> My I wife mean, used to be in a show with him here in, in Las Vegas called The Effects. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. She she used, used to know Rick back in the day. Yeah. Oh, he's so he's a cool good. guy. He yeah. seems like a cool guy. He was just he yeah. was. It was, and there were songs that I was like, oh, he sang this. I didn't even know that. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah. It's like I think I own one Rick Springfield album, and of course, it's the one with Jesse's girl on it. Oh, that's Working Class Dog. Yeah, that's yeah, a good record. That's a great record. Oh, sorry, I own. Is it Rocket Science? That was the tour he was. Oh yeah, that's, that's, oh yeah, I saw him on that tour too. He was killer. Oh, that was a killer album. He did it. The one, the one he did. Uh, let's see. We saw him also on. Um, what's that last one he did? Something about voodoo. Oh, I'm not Blue. sure. That was the one after Rocket Science, right? Yeah, yeah, and we saw him on the on the tour before that one too. That had uh, Victoria. What's Victoria's Secret on it? Um, oh, I don't know. I forget the name of that. It was really he's killer live, man. He's oh, just he brought it. He really <laughs> yeah. brought it. And the Romantics opened the show, and I mean they've got a couple hits, so. Uh, there wasn't that's a lot. cool yeah it was cool it was like we were in i was in new york city and we planned the whole week kind of thing and it's like awesome. I, I said to my wife i was like uh do you want to go to this show on coney island and she's like all right nice <laughs> and we nice. and we also saw zach brown that week too like it was oh, cool it, yeah it was like very diverse right so yeah right right on so that was cool so yeah, man uh in terms of shows do you have anything lined up for this? We event? have one show. We, we're working on one show right now. Well, we actually got one show booked. Um, July 30th, we're down at Lake Havasu, uh, Arizona, at a place called Jeremy's Juke Joint with uh, Black Wolf Mountain and Tommy Gibbons. They're opening for us. And uh, looking forward to that. I'm working on a couple different shows right now with Frank Cannon, too. So we'll see what happens oh. with that. Once those go uh, uh, get confirmed, 
they'll be I'll I'll be promoting those too. So So Frank's going out solo, I take it. Yeah, he's he's gonna do some solo one off shows. Tesla's in the process of rebooking or booking some shows as well. So I'll probably be opening for them too. So we'll see what happens with that. That's awesome. Well hopefully you come yeah. up here. Oh, dude, that'd be you're awesome. You're telling me, man. <laughs> uh, well, our border, so that we, I can't get across the border. I, I wanted to go to M3. It's oh, rescheduled yeah. in July, right? I went 2019 and loved it. And I was like, I got to go back. But um, we have to quarantine. If we can't cross the border, we can fly, but then you have to quarantine for 14 days. Oh, jeez. So, yeah, so it's like, okay, well, I'll have to wait till the following year, I guess. Yeah. Well, you know, Ace Fraley and. Uh, Alice Cooper tour. I saw that. Yeah, man. That's killer. Yeah. That is. A, We're going to start filling more more dates. We're in the process of, of looking right now. So it's just a question of when things open up, we start weekend warrior it, and then branch out from there. That's the that's the goal. Yeah. You know? That's cool. I mean, yeah. is the feedback been good on the album? I would take it. Oh, house. yeah. Oh, yeah. We've had a lot of great reviews, man. I'm real happy with, with everything. Um, John, our from RFL, you know, John Mahefka, he's our, he's behind a lot of uh, positive push, you know, with it. And we're real happy um, with everything that's, uh, that's been uh, talked about. You know, we're just, we're, I'm, it's almost surreal because I'm just like, wow, people actually like, <laughs> that's really cool, man. <laughs> well, I think, I mean, like I said before, it's that heaviness with that voice. Oh, thanks. And, yeah. And you don't hear that. Like uh, uh -huh. That's kind of what I was getting at. It's like you don't really get that. It's like you mm -hmm. get you, you have a new sound musically with a that's great good. with a great voice. Oh, thank you. And yeah. I, thank and I think I think that will do very well for you because I think people want to hear people sing again. I hope so. God, I'm so sick of a cookie cutter cookie monster shit i know well that's just it right it's it's i don't listen to the radio like and i hate to I don't admit either. that i don't I listen don't to it because i'm like i i just i can't do it i can't either i can listen to about five seconds and i'm like i'm done yeah and <laughs> put xm back on exactly or it's the same songs over and over again it's the exactly. same, same shit i've been hearing yep. for the last 30 years right yep oh, oh i know it's either classic rock playing the same boston foreigner songs yeah. <laughs> or you know i know brother well hey, play some cool stuff on on uh hair nation on mondays yes every once in a while that's kind of cool that is know? cool but well, I mean, in Canada, they have to play a percentage of Canadian content. Oh, So okay. we get the same Canadian bands that we've heard for the last 30 years mixed in, oh. with, mixed in with Pink Floyd, Led Zeppelin, and ACDC. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, so... I want to play some shows with Spin Alley, man. Those guys are awesome. Oh, they are. Yes, I just had them on two weeks ago. Dan's really cool. He's a buddy of mine. He's awesome. Dan is awesome. They, um, they're from about an hour from where I live. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. So they were like, when I was, I mean, in the early 90s, I mean, they were all, they were playing yeah. in Toronto, right? And oh, yeah. They were a big draw, and they're, they're a killer band. They are. They're a great band. Absolutely. Awesome. So, so uh, where can people find the album? Find you. All that good stuff. Uh, they can find us on our website, jeffcarlsonband.com. Um, we've got all the links to all our social media. Amazon, you can buy the, the CD, the hard copy. 
Um, just go to Amazon, Jeff Carlson Band, Yesterday's Gone. You can either get it digitally or on CD. Um, in uh, November, or no, October, we're going to be coming out with vinyl for the record. Yes. So, yeah, that'll be cool, too. I cannot wait for that, man. <laughs> yeah. That's, it's got to be exciting when you see your stuff, you, when you get to look at that cover on a vinyl. Yeah, absolutely. Is this your first thing on vinyl? Yes, and I, that's why I'm excited. I'm just like, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. have, you, have, they, have you seen any test pressings or anything like that yet? Not yet, not yet. I gotta, um, they're backed up because of COVID, the, yeah. um, the, the printing company is or whatever. So um, and that's something John's got to handle from the label because, it, you know, he has to deal with UPC numbers and barcodes and all that, you know, yeah. because they have to. They have to, we have to keep track of all the sales, you know, so. Well, this is, I mean, this whole backlog of vinyl is a huge thing. I just ordered a vinyl, uh, the band Midnight City from Europe. Oh, cool, man. And I got a confirmation today. They said it was supposed to come out May 24th, but because of the whole vinyl thing, now it's being pushed forward. Oh, okay. Yeah, because of their, uh, they just, I guess with COVID, there are not as many people working at the pressing plants. Right. That's the same thing with us. Yeah. Yeah. And so, then, and I just ordered that Slaughter, uh, Fear No Evil is being re-released on vinyl. Oh, yeah. I saw that. That's awesome. <laughs> well, you want to hear something crazy. It was forty five ninety nine American to mm -hmm. ship to Canada. It was $45. <laughs> Oh wow! Well, that's cool. No, it was like oh, oh, extra, extra. Oh, damn! I thought it was like the same price. No, it was an additional forty-five dollars to ship up to Canada, and after the exchange, it cost me. I think it was a hundred and eighteen dollars. Oh my god, dude! No way. Yeah, but I was like, I was like, I want to have it though because you know it's going to be limited edition, so. I was like, okay, well, whatever. Well, hopefully the band gets that. I mean, who gets that? You know that that markup. <laughs> I don't know. Is it is it a mark? Is does it mean that the shipping to Candace? I order stuff all the time, and it's not forty five dollars. So I don't know what that forty five dollars is for. I know, I know. Yeah, I don't know either. I'm not sure about that. But That's yeah, you know, Mark. You know, Mark Slaughter played lead guitar a lot of day, right? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, he's on that. He's on that track. He played lead guitar. <laughs> that is awesome. Well, I yeah. I just started another an offshoot of my show, mm -hmm. which is like strictly dedicated to vinyl. It's like a each episode's about talking about vinyl and what's coming and vintage stuff and all this. You know, like I'm kind of a vinyl geek, I guess you could call it. So I'm trying to get Mark on the show. I want to talk about this this uh, slaughter vinyl. And, and mm -hmm. other slaughter vinyls because there's it's kind of weird because there there's a whole bunch of like with the wildlife it was only released on columbia columbia house on vinyl and oh right it's pretty okay. insightful with that stuff i've heard him talk about it before so i'm hoping that mm -hmm. i can get him on the show at some point so yeah man yeah absolutely and he seems like a cool guy so he's a great guy he's really cool yeah and he's still in yeah, Vegas, right? Fine. No, he's actually in Nashville. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, he's in Nashville now. Right. Yep, 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 yep. That's I miss cool. him, man. I wish we could hang out more, you know. I did a show with him, uh, I think it was in, what, 17 or 18? No, 17. I play, I used to live in Tucson, and he did a one-off show there. Uh, 
he he used us as a backup band. It wasn't the band Slaughter. It was just him. And we did a lot of cool shit that Slaughter the band never does. No you know, way. stuff from his, yeah, we played stuff off from his, um, like, Hey You from his yep. solo record. Yep. And uh, I think we did Departed. Um, we did uh, uh, Desperately. I mean, Slaughter the oh, band never song. plays that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, crazy. we had a, it was such. A, I we actually did because uh, he had a he had a uh, one of those talk boxes that you know, like on Living on a Prayer that Sam Bore uses. You know. Yeah, I have one. I actually yeah. have a talk box. I used to be in a yeah. Bon Jovi tribute band, so I have a. Oh, nice! Yeah. <laughs> well, he he actually let me sing. Uh, living on a prayer and he did the richie part <laughs> that's cool uh, he's a killer guitar player too. oh dude he's so underrated he is a badass guitar player i he love is. that guy man yeah. he's so great i actually have that uh that album on the picture disc that last album he did oh, the mark right slaughter on. yeah it looks awesome oh, halfway there i think yeah halfway there mm-hmm yeah, and that's what yeah. it's. Hey, you on that one or on the other one? Yeah, that's it's on that one. It's, it's the on first song one. on that record. Yeah, that song. That in fact, he's just you know he did everything on that. He yeah, did the drums, he did the guitars, everything. He's amazing. I mean, he's yeah, he's really good. And I love that he he used Tim Kelly's guitar on the one track too. Oh yeah, yeah. Which was I wish so I could have met him, man. I never got a chance to meet him. I got to see him live. But, I saw Tim. Oh, I saw right him on. Tim. Yeah. I saw him on a uh, wildlife tour over for Ozzy in wow. St. Louis, Missouri. That was cool. <laughs> our show, our show up here got canceled on that oh, tour. Brother. I had oh. tickets to it. I still have the ticket stub because I never, obviously, didn't have to give it back. But I still have that stub somewhere. And Ugly Kid Joe was on that bill too, I believe. Oh right, okay, I remember that now. Yeah, yeah, it's wild. Cool. That's going yeah. back a long time. Anyways, yeah. um, Jeff, I want to thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Tyson. I appreciate being here, brother. And uh, I cannot wait for that vinyl. I'll be looking for that. I'll be yeah, watching. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you know when it's come when it's out. If no you could, worries, I would appreciate yeah, that. Okay, absolutely. Man. Cool. Yeah, man. Okay. Well, hopefully, well, I'm sure we're going to talk again. So you have a good night. Absolutely. Uh, you too, brother. Next, okay, man. Until next time. Okay. Okay. Take thanks, care, brother. Jeff. Okay. You bet. Bye bye. Things I might have said I 